Welcome to Elemental Fun, a historical and cultural look of the elements of the periodic table. Welcome to Elemental Fun. My name is Grace. My name is Cindy. We are recording from quarantine. <laughs> if Hashtag we sound different, that, <laughs> we have to Skype each other because we're not allowed to see each other because we are social distancing. <laughs> by a lot. I'm social drinking by myself. That's great. <laughs> I'm social waiting to have a baby soon, please. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what are we doing today? We are going to talk about iron. Iron. Yes. Like iron Man. I am Iron Man. <laughs> so I don't really like his songs. <laughs> what? I said I'm not really a big Aussie fan, but you know, that's okay. I do like Iron Man. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> so, all right. So, I... Iron. It came from the Anglo-Saxon name Iren, I-R-E-N, mm-hmm. a shiny grayish metal that rusts in damp air and high temperatures. Yes, and the Latin. Iron... The... Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Iron. It's for the because uh, they believed it to be a holy metal from the Crusades. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Iron means holy metal oh. in Anglo-Saxon. You know what? I meant to look that up and then obviously did not. <laughs> and I cut you Oh, wait, back, no. Boo. This is maybe derived from holy metal. Used yeah. to make swords in the Crusades. Look at that. I did have it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it's Latin. The, the initials are F-E, which is Latin Fair. for... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a, a lot of the... Um, the elements in the periodic table have their abbreviations from their Latin name instead of the right. other. But they have, uh, they found iron objects as early as 3500 BC in Egypt. Mm-hmm. But they think there was 7.5% nickel indicating that they were from meteors. Yes, I got that too. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Iron from space! Yes. Let's see. Um, the I have the ancient. Oh, I think I wrote this right. The ancient Hittites of. Sure. Excuse me. Of ages H I T T I T E S. If I can read myself, my writings. Um, of Asia Minor, which is Turkey today, were the first mm-hmm. to smelt iron. Um, around fifteen hundred from B- uh, BC. So they smelted it from ore. Mm-hmm. Um, and. That was big when they did that. That was like, woo, there's big, newer, stronger metal. So it be, they became an economic and political power, and that became the Iron Age. Yes, I have that as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's uh, definitely what started the Iron Age, and that's when they started making everything out of iron that they wanted anything they wanted to be strong and be able to hold up in battle. 
also be extremely heavy, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I always th- thought about that in, in a lot of, you know, you see movies and stuff with all the art, like full plate armor and stuff like that. And that's, that stuff's like, I don't know how heavy, but 70, 80, 90 pounds. Like they're really, really heavy. It's just amazing they can walk around, let alone ride horses and do other things. I'm just surprised they don't crush themselves when they like fall off their horse. I know. Or the horse. Like I feel like I'm I'm a horseback rider. So I every time when I right. look at that, like, good God, that poor horse. It's like carrying at least two people. You know, it's like oh. and some of those men are small. Right. Um, or just riding in that. Like you're not there's not there's not a like comfy, you know, that's not comfy. No. I mean, it's 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 painful to ride a horse. Like I don't want to ride with a iron saddle basically between my legs. Yeah, I, you know, there's got to be a lot of chafing, I would think. <laughs> it's got to be really hot, too. Can you imagine? Oh, man. Oh, it's just, be... it's a conductor. Right. And it's, it yeah, does. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to absorb heat, too. It's just going to be like baking inside your little easy bake oven. Mm-hmm. I, um, have you ever heard of uh, Damascene steel or Damascan? I think it's, it's supposed to be Damascan. Uh, no. Damascan. Tell me. Um, but the that is a, a some ore had a, a vanadium in it, another um, substance. And so when when you had that, the, the iron and the vanadium together, it was ideal for making swords. And that was a very highly sought after um, uh, type of sword because it had that particular combination, made it even better for that particular thing. So if you had one of those kind of swords, you were pretty awesome. Wow. I didn't yeah. know about that. But, um, I mean, should we talk about how basically iron, like the iron, all iron used today came from basically when our planet was forming? Did you read about that at all? Did it? Um, no, I don't think I did. Tell us about it. Uh well, I have to get my... I was reading it in the Bill Bryson book, The Complete History of Nearly Everything. Basically, mm. that, like, the iron deposits that were made when the Earth... Because, you know, there was, like, um, basically, there was water, and then things started to rust because there was more um, oxygen in the air, and then it would, like, corrode in the water. and It created, like, these iron ores, and that, that a lot of it is from today. But um, it's also thought to be in the Earth's core. It is the fourth most abundant by mass in the Earth's crust. Yep. And um, we make so much stuff out of iron. 90% of all metal that is refined today is iron. Hmm. Uh, we make steel with iron and carbon. Right. Stainless steel is basically the like upgrade of iron because it is resistant to corrosion. Versus mm-hmm. regular iron that's like damp air. It's like, oh. <laughs> <Rust>. <laughs> no, ow. Our absolute favorite thing in the world cast iron skillets mm-hmm. are made with iron, but they also have three to five percent of carbon. Yeah, the stainless um, steel has 10.5 percent chromium. Yeah. Least, which Basically helps with the corrosion. Right. Um, and they may add nickel, molybdenum, titanium, or copper to increase the strength and workability. Mm-hmm. So they use it a lot in architecture bearings, cutlery, surgical instruments, and jewelry. Because mm-hmm. most of your jewelry is like stainless steel for those who are uh, allergic to things. Yes. Like me. stainless steel. Oh, I just didn't know that. 
Yeah, remember? Remember oh. when we talked about nickel? And I'm allergic oh, that's to right. Yeah, a lot of people like, have a nickel allergy. Mm -hmm. But I don't have anything pierced. So, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, cast iron. Oh, yeah, the cast iron, yeah, it's cheaper, but it's not as tough as steel. Right. It's a little and, harder. Though. And it will rust. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you've ever done that and you less water water too long on your cast iron skillet, <laughs> rust for you. Yes, yes, yes. But what's really cool, though, is like, um, so a few years ago uh, when when there were really bad fires in central Washington, my mm -hmm. grandmother's uh, house burned down, but um, her cast iron skillet made it out. <laughs> her whole her whole like house burned to the ground but her cast iron food. yeah they like cleaned it off and like could still use it so well that's the thing because the rust is just on the surface so you can basically you can like scrape it burn it off yeah yeah if you if you find a, a cast iron skillet that's you know has rust on it you can basically just you like there are ways to clean it rebake it like take it and mm -hmm. you can reuse it to take off that kind of top layer yep they're pretty amazing mm -hmm. um yeah there's magnets which are made of iron and different alloys and compounds which we wouldn't have compasses if we didn't have magnets right magnetic fields mm -hmm. um i was interested in so the, yeah you talked about the alloy steels so we have like you basically get um, steel and with any other additive. So they put nickel, chromium, vanadium, tungsten, manganese, um, and that's stronger and tougher than carbon steel that's used mm. in bridges, electric electricity pylons, bicycle chains, cutting tools, and rifle barrels. So again, we've talked a lot about alloys and other ones where you, it's you have two different properties of things, and when you put them together, it makes one a property of one, you know, better like said was like with um, stainless steel to resist corrosion or adding it to be even stronger to use for bigger structures so it's pretty neat the way you can put things together to create a new new property new mm -hmm. bigger better faster <laughs> <laughs> like iron man um, oh yeah and there so, was um, oh wrought iron which was yeah it was because there was, I remember, it's, I did my research a little while ago on this one, um, but the raw iron has a low carbon, less than 0.08%, and it's semi-fused mass of iron with fibrous slag uh, inclusions up to 2% of the weight, and the slag are mixed oxides formed in smelting and welding and other processes. So what raw iron is, it's actually more ductile. Um, soft and fibrous hmm. so a bit more i guess malleable is probably not the right word but it's softer than the other irons um okay. yeah and then they also use iron as catalysts um to produce other things so we've talked a lot about the you, know, you put a metal catalyst to you know to create some other to isolate some other element from some other ore or something like that um they, uh, it's used in the Haber process to produce ammonia and in the Fischer-Trobisch process for changing Syngas, which is hydrogen and carbon monoxide, into liquid fuels. Huh. And if you add nickel, it increases the durability and it's more resistant to heat and acids. If you add manganese, it increases durability. And if you add tungsten, 
it maintains hardness at high temperatures. So depending on what you want to use your iron for, you got to add the right thing to make mm. your apple. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Let's talk about the biology of iron. Okay. Um, oh, one quick thing. We, we forgot about the history. Um, so it's what? been around forever, but someone did actually... Um, was there, there was a first person to actually explain the different types of iron oh. to know that we had different ones. So in 1722, the first guy to explain that there are different types of iron is René Antoine Ferdelt de Remieux. That sounded really good. Sounded uh, thank really you. Like, really good. I'm not I'm not very good with French, so. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> um, but he showed that uh, the amount of carbon or charcoal in the steel. Uh, versus wrought iron versus cast iron was what made them different. Okay. So it's how much carbon is in is in each. Um, and then uh, the Industrial Revolution began that same century. And everybody's like, woohoo! Steel! Iron, steel! <laughs> Let's do everything that way! It's awesome! Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, so biologically... Uh, it is essential for all life and non-toxic. Yeah. Kind of. We'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's everything. Um, so the, we have about four grams of iron in our bodies and we need 10 to 18 milligrams of iron daily. Mm -hmm. Um, the liver, kidneys, molasses, and brewer's yeast, cocoa, and licorice are good for getting iron. Uh, what's something that you also eat, or most people eat almost every morning that's iron fortified? Uh, cereal. Cereal, right. So that's one of the reasons that they put that in there is because iron is so essential. Because if you do not have iron, you are not going to be able to bind oxygen uh, efficiently to your red blood cells and therefore not get enough oxygen to your body. Right. So the uh, anemia, um, if you're anemic, right, the symptoms of that is basically that you're really tired and lethargic. And that's because the iron that's associated with your hemoglobin is what binds the oxygen to the hemoglobin. And that's what delivers all the oxygen to your body. So without that, not so great. And you can have impaired memory and other mental functions. Well, and and to donate blood, they check your iron levels. Right. And, and years ago, when I first started donating blood when I was in high school, they would they would, you know, poke your finger and then they drop the, the blood sample into this liquid. And if it sunk, it meant you had enough iron. If it um, didn't, then you, you know, they, mm -hmm. they would say, oh, but now, of course, now they're all fancy and they can like put it into a, like your little swab into a machine and it tells you your iron level. But I remember in high school, I'm like, sink, sink, sink so I can donate. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, of course, would just be like, at the bottom I'm like yeah had my cereal in the morning well see now that's what's funny so interesting about blood um because I I have well there's a thing you can of course have too much right so if you don't have enough you're anemic you have, yeah. have too much um you can increase the risk of cardiovascular problems um Possibly. They're still not exactly sure. Um, accumulated iron in the brain is linked with Alzheimer's. Right, and right, the right. Yeah, where yeah, the memories. I read about that. 
Yeah. Basically, like the iron can leach out of your red blood cells, and if it goes into certain other cells, the those cells don't know how to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And especially in more complex cells, like in your neurotransmitters in your brain, they're thinking there's a connection with that in Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Yeah, it can damage your tissues, and then when you when those stuff breaks down, you can't form memories. You can't, you know, the neurological issues. Yeah, I read that and I was like, what? Everyone always talks about how iron is so important and non-toxic, and yet here it is. <laughs> and yet not so good. So I recently found out that <laughs> um, there's a thing called, if you have too much iron uh, buildup, it's called hematochromatosis. Do you have that? And I just, well, I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's one more thing about me. Um <laughs> So what's funny is my, 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 they found out my dad had it. Um, he had too much iron in his blood and they worry about it. There's a certain point where it builds up too much and can start damaging a lot of your organs. Right. So do you know what the, the, what the cure for, not cure for it, but the, how they deal with it? No. They just, they just do bloodletting. You just give blood. Oh. It reduces the amount of iron that gets accumulated in it. So but- periodically he just has to go and just get rid of blood. But you can't donate blood. Well, I can't donate it, but I can just, they can take it from me. <laughs> so they're going to basically attach it. leeches to you and like, like, old no, school, don't do like that. draw I mean, the just, poison out? We're not doing like leeches here. <laughs> you know, they'll just take the blood. Just, unfortunately, they won't, for me, they won't be able to use it. But right now, because also I'm a female, you know, every month, except right this now? last nine months. Yeah, right, right now. Um, I could change, though, so you never know. Um, <laughs> Just like a fish, <laughs> fishes do. Um, but they, they, um, so uh, it's because of you know menstruation and stuff, you're, you're losing blood every you know every month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. They'll basically just check my levels for a while. And so the the only reason though I know this is because they, they did. So my dad has it. So I figured, oh yeah, I probably have it just because that's what happens with me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have the I have the bad or weird thing that any possibility I could have. Um, but it's a, it's a recessive disorder. So you have to have two alleles that are recessive to have that trait. So they did a genetic test on my dad. And so they saw that he had that. Okay, fine. Well, then my mom was going in for some other stuff and she was looking, she was, did a sleep study and she had restless leg syndrome. And that's apparently one of the signs for that is that you have over too much iron, and it causes that restless leg syndrome. So they did a genetic test for her. And guess what? She's also got it. So she also is recessive for both of it. So there's 100% chance that I have that. I don't even have to do the genetic test. <laughs> the only oh. options I got getting recessive from her, recessive from him. So I I will have it eventually. Or at least it's basically, it, you don't have it till you get to the point where the iron is too high. Um, right. And so then, and then it'll, then they'll have to like actually do something. So right now they'll just check my levels now, knowing that I will eventually have it someday. Um, but yeah, so too much iron. <laughs> so basically when you go through menopause, that's when it's going to be. Yeah, I know. I, what's interesting is though my mom, my dad has to have the bloodletting done, but my mom, I don't think has to yet. Hers mm. is still not in the worrisome category and they're both okay. in their seventies. So, you know, it's not really anything dire you just you know good to know about it so you can monitor right um but also 
since we're talking about me, my if you're <laughs> pregnant and you have you don't get enough iron, you can have small and early babies. That's an mm-hmm. important important one there. It's not um, for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got plenty. Um, well, it's funny because like my my assistant, she has low iron. I'm like, if I could just give you some of my iron, it would we would just be perfect. Like, that would wouldn't just be we awesome. just share all of our right. stuff? Wouldn't it be great? It would just be amazing. Yeah. Um, but they did have our other iron deficiencies have been linked to depression. They did a study on teenagers, twin teenager twins and adults, um, and postpartum depression. And uh, they found, I think, given the iron supplements actually helped with um, postpartum depression or seem to. Huh. That's good. So there's there's uh, seems to be a lot of stuff that we kind of know, but not not know all about um it's important for plants too because in order to produce chlorophyll the pigment that they use for absorbing light energy to do photosynthesis um so without that photosynthesis might not happen and that would be a bad thing yeah for no life. life no life on the planet you know um so there's two different types of iron did you know that I did not know that. There is heme iron and non-heme iron. So the the heme iron is the the one that's more readily absorbed. I think that has to do with the that's likely the one that's on the hemoglobin. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is found in meat, fish, and poultry. So you can absorb up to thirty percent of that. That's why, like eating meat. That's why, like vegetarians, if you don't eat meat, um, you have to find your iron elsewhere because that's right. where we get a lot of it from. His meat. Right. Um, the non-heme iron is, is, is absorbed less easily, um, but you find it in things like plants, like spinach, kale, and broccoli. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some also in meat, but only about 2 to 10% of that is absorbed. Mm. Um, but foods rich in vitamin C can help absorb non-heme iron. So that's one of those where that's why a lot of vitamins and minerals are really important because not, maybe not necessarily directly, but they are important indirectly because they help you absorb other things that you need. Right. So, so if you want uh, iron-rich foods, go for beef, turkey, chicken, pork, seafood, shrimp, clams, oyster, tuna, spinach, peas, broccoli, sweet potatoes, string beans, whole wheat bread, enriched rice, beans, lentils, tomato paste, tofu, and molasses. Tomato paste. Apparently. That was a specifically tomatoes. tomato paste. I don't <laughs> I don't know if they modify the paste. Iron fortified tomato paste. Specifically tomato paste, not tomatoes. So I don't know. <laughs> Funny. Yep. Well, is that all for biology? Um, well, so that's also why our blood is red. Because of iron. Yeah, because the iron and the oxygen. Yeah, if uh, um, I think it's the horseshoe crab that has copper instead of iron. Right, we talked about that and how it has yeah. blue blood. Exactly. So and I said something really disturbing, like I wish I could stab a horseshoe crab. And I'm like, wait, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm like, I sound creepy. Okay, never mind. Back up. <laughs> no. Sorry, check. No, just kidding. Well, okay. Uh, there is a lot of culture, cultural references to iron. So if you're done with biology, I've got. Yeah, I just have. Yeah, I have random cool facts and some natural abundance stuff. So you can do whichever. 
do natural abundance and then I'll okay. go into my into, into my culture. Cool. And then I can add some cool facts if they line up. Um, yeah. So, uh, our, as you mentioned before, uh, the core is thought to be mainly iron along with nickel and sulfur. Mm-hmm. Um, the most common ore is he- uh, hematite. And that's when that's I believe that's one the one is not the one where you, like a lot of jewelry is made out of hematite that shiny magnetic shiny I think um, but it's found widely in other minerals like uh, magnetite and taconite tassonite um, they commercially make it with a blast furnace where they heat the hematite or the magnetite with coke which is carbon and mm-hmm. limestone which is calcium carbonate. Um, and that equals pig iron. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Just is. Um, so pig iron is 3% carbon and other impurities, and that's used to make steel. About 1.3 billion tons of crude steel is made each year. Um, there are four different allotropic forms, which means four different structural forms or patterns of, of it. Um, there's the ferrite. They're ferrites. Again, back to that ferrum Latin name for mm-hmm. it. Um, alpha, which is the magnetic form, and then beta, gamma, and omega. Oh. So we have a couple different options for your iron, should you need. <laughs> um, in 2007, iron-rich water, an iron-rich water plume was found in the South Atlantic Ocean at a hi- one of the hydrothermal vents. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's really interesting is... Um, so, uh, phytoplankton, which are the little plants, microscopic plants that produce, do photosynthesis and produce oxygen and um, feed the entire food web of the ocean. Right. And we get about 50% of our oxygen from phytoplankton. Um, right. So, really important. Um, iron fertilization uh, is really important for them. So, they need those iron, they need iron in order to function correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and... They thought that, that, so if we, um, talking about climate change, if we put, uh, trying to find a way to suck up extra carbon dioxide, right, photosynthetic organisms would do that because they use carbon dioxide to do photosynthesis. Right. So they're looking at fertilizing the oceans with iron um, that would increase the, um, uh, the algae that are the phyto- the phytoplankton, which would then help suck up extra carbon dioxide. But um, in a 2010 study, they looks they looked at that and but saw that well that might work, but it also could increase the toxin production of algae depending on what type of algae you're fertilizing. Right. And the toxins could then damage wildlife. So it's like well, there's, there's a good point, and then there's that could be a bad part, and maybe the you know, trying to cure it is is worse than the the problem. Right, we talked uh, a lot about about bad toxic algaes in our nitrogen episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and exactly. That, that could be real bad. Right. So it's like, yeah, okay, we made it. We sucked up a lot of carbon dioxide, but then we just killed everything in that section of the ocean. <laughs> right. Not good. Um, but one really cool fact of along with natural abundance here, before you get into culture, is that. Um, Whale poop <laughs> is really important, um, but that's basically more. whales are are fertilizing the ocean. So large whales that dive deep to go get their food, they can't like poop it. Like yes, yeah, like sperm whales. Um, 
and blue whales and things like that, um, they can't poop at depth. So they go down. And so it's, it's helping to mix the whole, you know, from top to bottom. Um, they go down and get the a lot of food, basically, that's down deep. And then when they come back up and digest it, they poop out the nutrients. And that is what basically fertilizes the, um, the phytoplankton in those areas. So without whale poop, we would not have the phytoplankton that we need for functioning ecosystems. Is there iron in the whale poop? Yeah. Okay. So they're, eating, they're eating other fish and stuff like that, which have high iron. Okay. You know, just, so just wondering how that applied to iron. Yeah. I know you I know you like to talk about whale poop, Sydney. I, I know that's do. your thing. That's your I, jam. Well, I did collect it. Well, I collected dolphin poop, but nonetheless. <laughs> but it's an important part of the uh the, the ecosystem there. But that's that's my cap off for natural conversations about iron. All right. Well yeah, culture. Culture. sure. There's lots of stuff. So basically, iron is um, considered a masculine metal because of its toughness, because of its use in war. Because women can't be tough because they don't, like, give birth and stuff. But, you know, okay. you know, this was was identified and culturalized a long time ago. I I know. I know. It sucks, but, you know. (laughs) We got to down with the fear. Yeah. So basically, uh, iron is a resemblance of it. It represents strength and toughness. So, you know, you've heard like the iron triathlons. You've heard of Iron Man, the superhero. Um, you know, Superman's called the Man of Steel. Right. Um, um, iron Man was named Iron Man, not because the suit is made of iron, because it is not. But they decided to call him Iron Man um, for his great strength and toughness. And along with that strength and toughness, you have people like a Margaret Thatcher was called the Iron Lady. She was called mm-hmm. that by um, the Russians for her persistent opposition against communists. Um, you have, um, um, oh, just wait for me to just, Valab. By Patel of India, who is called okay. the Iron Man of India, called so because um, he committed to national integration in the newly independent country of India. So um, he was given that title of the Iron Man of India because he was really pushing towards integration once India became an independent country. Uh-huh. Um, other iron references i mean iron man triathlon obviously you have to be extremely tough and very skilled to finish an iron man triathlon um other ones um um when back in the day when polio was you know sweeping through our country mm-hmm. people would have to be put in an iron lung which oh right iron lung yeah. that was basically kept you breathing um but it has, even though it kept people alive, it has a real negative connotation um, because it was awful. Like you're right. basically put in this like cold, like machine, and you know, like hope you don't die. <laughs> there you go, polio. Um, Mars is the red planet because it's rusted iron. So yeah, lots know. of iron oxide. It's yes. two times the amount that's in the Earth's crust. Right. Greater than two times, yeah. 
Um, fool's gold is iron pyrite, and right. which is iron sulfide. Um, so, you know, anytime you hear about fool's gold in movies or in books, um, basically it has that shiny, almost gold-like quality, but it's a lot um, tougher. And um, in Pennsylvania, there's the Pennsylvania Steel Company that started in 1866 in Pittsburgh, which they started to identify themselves as the Steel City. And they got an NFL team named after them, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers, right. So, iron. They wouldn't be called the Steelers if it wasn't for iron. I didn't even think about it. That seems silly that I didn't put that together, but that makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you know that there's an iron pillar in Delhi, Indy, India? India. That's <laughs> Indy, you know. Yeah. It's very independent. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's from 400 AD, though. It's a focus feature it's, film. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it stood since 400 AD with very little corrosion due to the unique unique composition of metals. But, hmm. but it's iron-based. I didn't but that know was about that. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, do, 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 do. It's in all the planets of the solar system, in the core of all the planets. <laughs> He's in all the plants in the solar system. Like, <laughs> you mean all of our planets? <laughs> Not really all the planets. Plants, planets, whatever. You Even know. the the gas planets. <laughs> it's gaseous plants. Uh, no, I don't know. It said it just said in the core of all planets of the solar system. So I would say because yes. it's the it's the heaviest element formed in the core of stars. Oh right. So anything heavier is only formed in a supernovas. Which is when the high mass stars explode. So it's like yeah. kind of the heaviest thing. Well, that actually makes sense. A lot of the gas, the gaseous planets, um, they still have like a solid core be- just because of the amount of um, pressure right. that's caused by it being a. All the reactions. Right. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, the Earth's inner core is about 85% iron, and the outer core is 80% iron by weight. And the electric current that's generated by the liquid iron that's around there is what is the Earth's magnetic field. I hear we're losing our magnetic field right now, though. Losing it or switching? I mean, it's switched. Well, it's it's, it's, over time, it's switched back and forth. Right. But as it switches, it's going to get to a neutral place. And oh, yeah. we're not going to have anything to keep the solar radiation from killing us all. Yay! Yay. Well, <laughs> you know... It's one of the many ways we may all <laughs> be gone. You know, I, I've i been enjoying reading Bill Bryson's book, but, like, it basically tells you how, like, the five bazillion ways that we will be destroyed. And I'm like, this is depressing. I'm like, can we yeah. about something? Like, he's like, this is what happens if a meteor hits our planet and how we will all die. This is what will happen if, you know... Basically, if um, Yellowstone, the super volcano under there, explodes, that's how we'll all die. Now, if those two things don't kill us, you know, the, our magnetic field is is switching rotations. And when it is neutral, then, you know, the radiation from the sun will kill us and we will all die. I'm like, this is great. 
I'm really excited Luckily, about most of those things are not within our lifetime. I think even the magnetic thing, that's still a... a oh, no, it would, no. It's, it's going to be a long far, time. Far, you know? far, far away. Yeah. But still, it's like, oh, great. <laughs> and he Thanks. basically said, like, if a meteor was going to hit us, we wouldn't have any notice. And Yeah, that would just be... Yeah, well, and there's been so many that have been fairly, fairly close, you know, fairly in quotation marks, quote, uh, close, but... Well, and even those ones, it's like we found out after it passed by, like, oh, that was that was close. <laughs> oh, that was. A- <laughs> <laughs> well, like, was Brings me back to the Men in Black quote, where it's like, "There's always an intergalactic space thing that's going to kill us, or a meteor that's about to hit this planet, or whatever. The <laughs> only reason that we keep going is because nobody knows about it. <laughs> we yeah, do not tell true. them." <laughs> Very true. Yep. Well, sorry. Continue. That's all. That's all I had for iron. Oh, look at that. Yeah, so uh, takeaway, iron. Um, Vitally important, yep. For plants and people. And, but too much is a bad thing. Yeah, well, isn't that like the theme of... (laughs) (laughs) Except for the one that I'm like, this is toxic. It will kill you, don't touch it. Right, Pretty much. It's either toxic, don't touch it, or it's it's good till it's eaten, bad. Right. And too little or too much. And everyone has their, each one has their own levels of to what is too little or too much. Right. Cool. Well, hopefully uh, this podcast has reached you all. I do have um, a request from one of our listeners, my friend, uh, <gasps> He mm-hmm. said, because we are quarantined, we should just release all of the podcasts that we have <laughs> saved up. Because there's nothing else to do but listen to podcasts. And I was like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Um, partly we, because Cindy's we about can't to have a baby. fast enough to be able to, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a baby in about a week and a half or so. So we need a little bit of time to buffer that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know what's surprising though is I I am behind on all my podcasts. Listen to them as I'm to work or driving to other places. I'm so I'm behind so- on my podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't just be like, shut up, seven year old. I'm listening to my podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Interaction? What? Come on. I don't know what that's like at all, Cindy. I have a four year old and a one year old. I don't know what you're talking about. No, it's fine. They, they play independently while I listen to my podcasts all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is independent play you talk about. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> I don't know it exists. Although he did actually, he my son actually read, read for like an hour of quiet time. He just sat down and read a book. It was a graphic novel, but he read mm-hmm. the whole book for like an hour. That's a win. I was like, that is a yeah. win. Like, Done. It's awesome. <laughs> So occasionally that happens, but most of the time it's like, yeah. what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? Okay, what are we going to do now? Are you going to help me with my work? Okay, let me do, let's do that. <laughs> oh. Right. Well, Cindy, I guess um, they can find you at Pac-Man. Yep, Pac-Man.org and Facebook and Instagram. Pacific Mammal Research. It's my research work. Marine mammals. Yeah. Um, and if you want to email us, um, you can, you can do that at elementalfunpodcast at gmail.com. I've changed my Instagram handle 
I am now Gracie runs 50 by 50. Five zero Don't, X yeah. five zero. Instead of mama. Yeah, it was too long. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> well, and you're more than just a mom, too. You're Grace. Uh, sometimes I don't feel like much more. Than <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, especially now. Mom, 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 mom. Hold on. Oh, yes, yes. Um, um, if you are out there and you're listening, uh, let us know how you're doing with social distancing and quarantine and... Um, well, especially because um, this will be a couple, a couple episodes be- before we get this in. So if we're still all quarantined by that time, good God, help us all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cindy, we haven't even we haven't even peaked yet. Oh, I know. I know. We're recording this in late March, by the way. So um, yeah, hopefully future us will like, listen, like- listen and go. Oh, yes, I'm so glad that's over. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time when that happened? Oh, yeah, it'll be quite a few weeks before this one's out, so it'll be interesting to see where everybody's where at are. that point. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I guess we'll uh, we should wrap it up. I guess. Um, anything I else we need to say? Um, no. Stay safe and stay healthy. Yes, and uh, if you if you want to learn about pandemics and epidemics uh, look at our podcast that came out about that and um, I don't know what we're going to do next Cindy we'll have to think about what our next element will be yeah I'll have to look at our, our periodic table where we have these things cl- everything crossed off like right I've gotten rid of this one and that one and that one now what's next yeah not to decide we've got lots of of good choices still so this is true so yeah. many elements a little time <laughs> really there's no time even though we're trapped <laughs> in our houses right now there's no time still no time we're recording still at 10 30 so. at night yeah um, via skype so you know this is our life <laughs> hey we made it work we did it that's yes. the important part hopefully it recorded <laughs> <laughs> It's still recording, so hopefully we'll Yay. find out. All right. All right. So um, I guess that's all. Yeah. Please uh, like, share, subscribe. Um, tell people via social media. Don't actually go and see them, you know, or, or yell at them from across the way. Be like, hi, Karen. I'm bored in your house. Listen to this podcast. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, we dragged it out long enough. Again, uh, my name is Grace. My name is Cindy. Thanks for listening and stay safe out there. Toodles. Bye. I've been plugged now. Can you hear me? You're kind of spotty. <laughs> That's not good. I don't like Just... being spotty. Sorry. <laughs>